It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Hi, back with you. Here we go. Hour number two, off and running in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau Insurance, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. I have breaking news. This is a shock. It's not necessarily out of completely out of nowhere because there have been Rumors and speculation, a little smoke billowing here and there. Big, huge, humongous news out of the NFL. According to Ian Rappaport, and this is not one of these parody accounts. (laughs) This is the real thing. According to Ian Rappaport, Sean Payton has informed the New Orleans Saints that he is stepping away. Wow. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Sean Payton who won a Super Bowl as the head coach of the New Orleans Saints, coached the team one year after the retirement of Drew Brees and is hanging it up himself for now. Sean Payton became the head coach of the Saints in 2006. Seems like we ought to be able to do the math there and figure that out, right? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 years as the head coach of the Saints, including a Super Bowl champion, Chip, uh, in 2009. Lots of division titles, including last year, the year that Tampa Bay went and won the Super Bowl. Beat them this year twice. Sean Payton stepping away, according to Ian Rappaport. Other sources out there confirming it. Um, there are press conferences going on right now. For example, like at LSU, I think they are interviewing the the basketball coaches, some of the other, well, the women's basketball coach, Kim Mulkey, and others, like they're going through this press conference deal. Some of the media getting word, and they're asking them, hey, do you have a comment on Sean Payton leaving the Saints? And they're going, like Kim Mulkey's going, uh, I don't know him personally, but all the stuff he's done for the state of Louisiana, you know, and we can all be grateful for his time there. This is happening Sean Payton is done coaching the New Orleans Saints. Now, the Ian Rappaport tweet is the first one I saw. And the reason I saw it is because Jake Wimberly, who will be on your radio this afternoon uh, on The Zone, tweeted it or retweeted it, and that's why I saw it. Sources, Sean Payton has informed the Saints that he's stepping away. He does not say that he's retiring. It does not say that... You know, he's leaving the Saints to take this job or that job or whatever. There's been speculated that Sean Payton would maybe consider going and coaching in San Diego. You know, San Diego, San Diego, I'm sorry. The Chargers, they're in Los Angeles now. Keep saying San Diego. The Los Angeles Chargers, they have a young coach who's, what, he was a first or second year guy. And you got um, Justin Herbert there 
who let's okay, and let's be honest about this. Any offensive coach in the NFL would love to coach Justin Herbert. Right? Yeah. Any offensive coach would love to coach Justin Herbert in an indoor stadium, right? <laughs> yeah. But, again, that's total and, and utter speculation. I'm probably getting a cart before the horse. It's probably not the time for that. But it just says that he's stepping away. I mean, because the immediate, it's like, what does it mean? You know, and I'm sitting here going, I know there. I just didn't believe it. The last few days when there was speculation, that yeah, maybe he would consider and he didn't know yet what he's going to do. I just didn't. I don't know. I just didn't let myself believe I was going to see somebody else roaming the sidelines for the Saints next year other than Sean Payton. And now that it's happening, you go, now what? Okay, so he was there. I I thought I counted it right for 16 seasons. And so now you're going to have a new head coach who will draft his own quarterback? Who's that going to be? Good gracious alive. Does he go and coach another team? Is he stepping away? Is he going to do television? My head's spinning, man. Let's find out what some Saints lifers think about it. On the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, our friend Louvier on line one. Louvier, give it to me, man. What do you think? Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saints. Yeah, uh, Saints fans, don't we don't worry in January about things. We're not smart enough to do that. So I'm not worried at all. However, um, I've been worried about this for years. What What is going to happen is he'll step away and not coach this the upcoming season. 2022 season, Super Bowl to be played in 2023. And then... Uh, the Cowboys will uh, fire Mike McCarthy and name Sean Payton as their next head coach. And I certainly will wring my hands and gnash my teeth because uh, it'll instantly make the Cowboys better and more relevant. But, you know, Sean Payton has a house in the Highland Hills or whatever the bit. He bought Mark Deshera's house after Mark Deshera uh, got traded from the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he lives in Dallas. He worked at Dallas. I mean, Jerry Jones, I'm sure, is one of his contacts in his phone when he was offered the head coaching job by Al Davis of the Oakland Raiders. He went and asked Jerry Jones, hey, what about it? Jerry kind of said, listen, you're going to be a head coach soon enough. You just got to make sure that it's the right opportunity, and I'm not sure that. So anyway, he talked him out of taking the Raiders' head coaching job. So he likes Jerry Jones. I know that's hard to believe that anybody would like Jerry Jones, but Sean Payton does. So, yeah, am I nervous about it? No, I've been knowing that this is going to happen. This is eventually going to happen. Uh, am I happy about it? No, not in January. I'm not sad about it, though. We got Marty Carr to deal with first, you know. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, you also said that Minnie Minosa's getting in the Baseball Hall of Fame. They're putting him in. That's right. The uh, the Golden Era Committee. How about that? Yeah. 
How about that? Minnie Minosa, I think, was either the, the third or fourth African-American player in Major League Baseball. And I took a trip with my wife uh, to Chicago in the mid-90s to uh, see a friend. And we watched the Cubs and the Cardinals. And after the game, went into a, a Wrigleyville-type bar. And there on a bar stool was Minnie Minosa. And this is before uh, selfies was a thing, but... If you had a camera, and of course we were tourists, and we did, you you could have your picture taken with Minnie Minosa uh, if you buy him a beer, <laughs> and uh, and I certainly did. And so I don't know, I I I used to get all my film developed, so I somewhere in my cases and stacks and boxes of photos and vacation memorabilia have a photo of my wife and I with Minnie Minosa, so I'm happy about it. Not happy about Sean Payton, but we knew it was going to happen, and Mike McCarthy also sees the handwriting on the wall. What's going to happen to the Saints? Uh, we'll name Dennis Allen our next head coach, and um, we're going to languish in mediocrity for another decade. But we're going to win next year's Super Bowl. There you go. Go Saints. Go Saints. I knew you were coming back around to that Super Bowl prediction somehow, Louvier. Even non-sequitur, just come right back to it. Yeah, and I, I this is, um, I, I know, Louvier, so much to cover there. Fantastic call. Okay, only Louvier could somehow in one phone call weave his way from Sean Payton to the Dallas Cowboys after a year in television into a story about meeting Minnie Minosa. <laughs> okay. So only you could do that. So much to cover there. But you you said a decade of futility wallowing around. Whatever. Let's hope not for our Saints friends, uh, just for our area geographically. Let's hope not. And I don't think that's just a given right away. Just because prior to Sean Payton being your head coach, you waddled around in mediocrity, you know. I don't think it's a given, especially when you look at some of these young coaching hires and what's going on out there in some of these other places. Um, in San Francisco, okay, the Rams. Um, you, know, you look at the Bengals, some of these young coaches that they get in there and get it done, and it's possible. It absolutely is possible. It's just you can't help but look at this and just be knocked back. Even though, like Louvier says, we shouldn't probably be terribly surprised. It's still, now it's happening. It's real. Okay, and your head's going, whew, spinning around. Because I'm sitting here, who? Who's your coach? Okay, the draft is in April. Combine's in a month. Okay, you got to have a quarterback. Now you're going, okay, depending on who the coach is, is it is this an automatic, an automatic that now the Saints organization will hire an offensive-minded head coach, just like the one they just had, and that coach will go and draft him a quarterback <laughs> in the first round of this year's draft. And we've gone through these mocks and who's it going to be and all this kind of stuff. Man. I don't know what to think about it because I just don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out. 
It is interesting to me that, you know, the first thing that popped up in my head as soon as it says Sean Payton stepping away was not the Cowboys. And I know there's been stories about he and Jerry Jones in the past and, you know, sending each other gifts and exchanging bottles of wine and, you know, all that kind of I've heard those stories before, too. But this is not what I thought immediately. But we saw how things went for Dallas. We know Jerry Jones' reputation. Then make a change if there's a better option. Just do it. And as soon as Louvier brings it up, Sven in Berlin, Germany, who tunes in on YouTube, says, What? Jerry Jones should fire McCarthy instantly, give Peyton whatever he wants, sign him now. Louvier says, Sean Payton has a house in Dallas. Lives there. And he is right. Did coach in Dallas. Okay, so if you go back to Sean Payton's coaching career, period, began at the college level in 1988. He was an offensive assistant back in 1988 at San Diego State for a couple of years. In 90, he went to Indiana State. <clears throat> Coach running backs, went back to San Diego State. And then uh, became the offensive coordinator at Miami of Ohio in 94-95. Went to Illinois in 96 and coached quarterbacks. And then made the jump to the NFL in 1997 and has been in the NFL ever since. In 97, he went to the Philadelphia Eagles. For two years, he was a quarterback's coach for the Eagles. And then in 99, he went to the Giants. Okay, so... Do the math. He's the offensive coordinator for the Giants in 2000, 2001, 2002. That's the beginning of Eli's career. Then he went to Dallas in 03 and 04. He was not the coordinator. He was assistant head coach and quarterbacks coach in 03 and 04. Um, became the passing game coordinator in Dallas in 05. And the very next year, 06, is when he got the New Orleans Saints head coaching job. <clears throat> And he's been there ever since, outside of the year that he had to sit out because of the whole bounty gate thing, right? It's funny, if you look up his stats as a coach, every major website out there in 2012, the year that he was suspended for that season, it lists him as coaching the sixth grade team at Liberty Christian, Texas. <laughs> the sixth grade team in 2012. So if you look, it's like Sean Payton, 2011, head coach of the Saints. 2012, sixth grade football, Liberty Christian, Texas. 2013, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> it's funny how they include that, but accurate is accurate. You know, let's take a step back. My first thing I did there, you know, you start speculating on what's next. Louvier did come out there with a hot take. Roshana, you heard it too. She said on Facebook, whoo, hot take. Because Louvier said he's going to step away, he's going to do TV for one year, and then he will be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Henry said, as a Bulldog and Saints fan, please know drafting Matt Corral. <laughs> That's Henry on uh, YouTube. Sven says Corral is not NFL ready. We will see. Man, so much to consider. And he's still under contract. See, Henry mentions that too. We got people texting that he's under contract until 2024. 
So he's got to wait a couple of years to coach somewhere else if he indeed is stepping away. And a lot of people have done that. You've seen others do that. In fact, McCarthy did that, right? McCarthy stepped away from Green Bay, does TV for a little bit, boom, back into coaching. Satisfy your contract, get right back to doing what you really want to do. All right, back over to the phone line. Ready, Teddy, on line one. Teddy, what's up? Sean Payton has entered the transfer portal. Huh? He is in the portal, my friend. A different one, but he's in there. <laughs> um, well, you know, as a Saints fan, I would rather Sean Payton not sit out. If he goes somewhere else, maybe they get some compensation of some picks back that we've all. Hey, and how about this tweet? How about this tweet you sent me on the text line too? I'm just now reading. Yeah, that. read that for me. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> somebody named Robert Mays tweeted. Sean Payton leaving the Saints as they're about to stare down the consequences from years of YOLO spending. That'd be you only live once spending in draft pick trades is like bailing after you and your buddies burned down an Airbnb following a week-long rager. You got to respect it. <laughs> I don't know if you have to respect it, but that's pretty drastic. That's what he says anyway. And Louvier said he fears, you know, the next decade of wallowing around in mediocrity. That's what he fears. Well, let's go and have a lot of fun. Lane Kiffin to the Saints. Hey, lots of people are saying that. <laughs> they are. All right, appreciate it, Teddy. I'm saying it jokingly. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. He's he says he's joking, but other people are not. Flowtown Ghost, thanks for your text. He says, uh, I bet the Cowboys make a big push for him, Sean Payton. But again, con contractually, I guess you would have to consider that. I don't, I don't follow it that close. If you got a contract sitting there with uh, New Orleans, I mean, what? I mean, you're not going to step away from it and not have some sort of consequence, either non-compete for a couple of years or you got to finish it out before you can coach again or some massive buyout or something. You know, and I don't know that those contracts in the NFL for coaches are like the college ones with buyouts. Mailman David actually did get this in first. He said, I want to be the first to say Lane Kiffin to the Saints, and then he put an LOL on there. So you actually did say it before Reddy Teddy was able to say it on this show on the air. Then Resdog, two minutes later, literally, David, two minutes after you, Resdog said Kiffin to the Saints. <laughs> he tried his best to be first. Bigglesworth pointing out, Peyton is still under contract for another two years, and the only way another team can acquire him during this time is in a trade. That could be for anything, right? Pro team can trade whatever they want to trade. Can trade coaches, can trade players. Woodrow says, Brian Flores to the Saints, do it now. Anthony from Tupelo says, with as mad as Jerry Jones is at the coaching staff, Peyton may be the coach at the Cowboys this season. Josh. Josh texted and said, um, let, me, let me back up here and get them all in. Josh texted and said, they likely are going to hire defensive coordinator Dennis Allen. I'd love to see them go after Brian Dable or Eric Bieniemy. Tell you what, now, Bieniemy coaching that offense under Andy Reid, I mean, what, what, what better association do you need? 
in terms of offensive pedigree in the NFL than that long-time association with Andy Reid. The difference, though, is it's one thing to coach an offense with Patrick Mahomes versus without him. And it's a different thing being an offensive coach and being a head coach also. Josh said, Sean Payton under contract for several more years. not as simple as Dallas just go get him. They'd have to compensate the Saints. To do that this year would probably take a first-round pick. And then he's letting me know that McCarthy was actually let go by Green Bay. Bruce Arians is an example, though. He retired from Arizona as Cardinals head coach, sat out one year, and then went to Tampa. Tampa sent Arizona a sixth-round pick to get his rights to be their coach. So it can happen. No doubt it can happen. You know, and Cowboys and Saints in the same deal there. They're in the NFC. But not the same division, so they're not playing each other twice a year. And what would you send? Okay, so you're going, okay, it would take a first-round pick. Hey, here's the thing about it, though. Let's, Let's be real, okay? Let's just take, Josh, what you said. Let's be real here for a minute. If you're the Cowboys and all it took was your first round pick to get Sean Payton, would you do it? Huh. <laughs> I mean, you don't even have to ask. We can all just assume they would do it if that's all it took. Or or something like that. Very interesting. <laughs> Good night. Sean Payton will not be coaching the New Orleans Saints any longer. I I cannot wrap my head around that. Y'all stick around. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Here we go. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Josh agrees. You want a first-round pick? You want a couple of them. If that's what it takes to get Sean Payton as your coach, they'd do it. Uh, like, wouldn't even think about it, I don't think. I mean, I could be wrong. That's the way it looks to me. Richard uh, said on YouTube, Corral and Kiffin reunion in the Big Easy, please, yes. Some people like that idea. Anthony from Tupelo texted and said, with the popularity of the Cowboys and the swag that it seems like Jerry Jones has in the NFL, if he wants Sean Payton to be the head coach, he'll be the head coach. I mean, yeah. I mean, they'll find some way around and through anything to make it happen. Now, I'll, I'll read the reports that are out there, give you some of those details, uh, and then you can see for yourself. Bigglesworth, Country Pleasing Text Line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. Make your tongue slap your hat off like this Country Pleasing hat I'm wearing with the hog on it. Bigglesworth says, Peyton is 58 years old, married to a lady 20 years younger than him, with networks throwing money at him to do TV work. He's done with coaching. That's according to Bigglesworth. Maybe so. And he's coached for so long. All right, look. His coaching career began in 1988. Let's put this all in perspective. 
He's 58 years old. How many years ago? How many? Can y'all do the math on that? Need a calculator. Man, he started young, didn't he? What he started? He must have started at like 22. Twenty-four. He was twenty-four years old. His first coaching job. He just got out of school, I guess. But there's, you know, the thing about it is, there's two ways to look at that Bigglesworth without knowing for sure. And I can just tell you, okay, you go, well, somebody does something that long, maybe they're ready to just step away. But it, all the reports are, he's not stepping away permanently. He's not retiring permanently. We, we've seen guys stop playing after a long time and come out of retirement. We've seen coaches step away and do TV and go right back to coaching. And the reason, the big reason is, is not money. I'm just telling you, any, even if you've played, let's say you played four years of high school ball, four years of high school baseball, four years of high school football, okay, you're going to be able to understand what I'm about to say. You take me, I got to play in college. I was on a college team for five years. That's nine years of my life, four in high school and then five in college. And at the end of that, you get away from it just a little bit. I remember vividly what it was like my first year out of college. Now, my first year out of school, I did go to Germany and live over there and play ball. I didn't come back and start working. And the first time that it's the fall and the grass has been cut and it smells like a practice field, a freshly cut practice field, and you smell it when you're driving down a highway, and the smell of that freshly cut grass hits you in August. Whoa. And your eyes start blinking. And your mind start boggling. And you just think, I'm supposed to be. I, my purpose I, is I, I'm on this earth to be at football practice. I want to coach. I want to play. I want to yell. I want to scream. I want to, I want to call sweep right. I want to call all-out blitz. I want to do up-downs. I want to throw. I want to catch. I want to hit. I want to coach. It's just it gets in you, and to then be away from it, it's like a drug. You've just got to have it. You know, you love it. And um, look, 58 is not old. It's young. <laughs> right, Bill? <laughs> yes, sir. He's 58 years young. He's got a lot left. Jason in Flagstaff said, uh, why do we state fans fall all over ourselves to dump on Matt Corral's pro prospects? I'm a state guy. So say it with me, fellow kids. Matt Corral is a great quarterback and is as ready to be an NFL quarterback as the team, I say again, team that drafts him. See, I didn't die. <laughs> Jason, yeah, I'm with you. It's all there, man. It's all there. And <clears throat> my thing, too, for Corral is, you know, it's not like he's a four-year starter who played every snap during that four years. It's not like he's sort of used up physically or anything else. I think he's still got a lot of developing to do mentally, physically. All the tools are there. You like the toughness. The no-hesitate anticipation on run or throw, the take-a-chance, the comeback ability to just play the next play, even if you make a mistake. You know, he's got that starting pitching mentality. I, I'm with you. 
It's all there, man. It's all there. And look, he's a great example, too, that sometimes you benefit from sticking it out. Instead of using the transfer portal as your first impulse, you use it as a last resort. That's the smart way to use the transfer portal. Because if I'm a coach, Jason, if I'm a coach, I know I'm chasing a rabbit here. I'll get back to the thing. Hang on. But if I'm a coach, I'm recruiting the transfer portal. There's lots of things I'm evaluating with players, whether they're out of high school or out of the portal. Height, weight, speed, ability, you know, resume, experience, all this. But I'm also trying my best to evaluate intelligence, smarts, and maturity. I got news for you. If I'm at a program, if I'm at, if I'm at a big-time program and I'm coaching, I'm just not recruiting guys in the portal who jumped in there after one semester in college. I care what the reason is. It's not a smart thing to do. Is go somewhere and use the transfer portal as your first impulse. Eh, I'm here for three or four months. I don't like it. I'm gone. I ain't recruiting that guy. Sorry. Now, the guy who's been somewhere two, three years, maybe he's already got his degree, an extra COVID year. Hmm. I'm evaluating that a little bit differently. Just saying. All right. Unnamed texture says New Orleans Saints needed Gardner Minshew this past season and Sean Payton might not be leaving. Let me get you this, okay? Um, here's the story at ESPN. Sean Payton has decided to step away as a New Orleans coach after 16 years, not necessarily retiring permanently, but deciding to take a break after 16 seasons as the Saints coach, the source said. It's not immediately clear what Peyton plans to do. Sources have told ESPN that television networks have shown considerable interest in hiring him. I bet they have. <laughs> I bet. Who's the best TV analyst right now? Who is it? Now, that'll open up a whole big discussion on, you know, who's the best analyst. I used to think it was Troy Aikman, but he's just not anymore. Troy is good, but he's gotten, I think, comfortable with Joe Buck and when guys get comfortable, they start to get generic. That's what's kind of happening to Troy, kind of non-specific. So, you know, for me, I'm trying to think. Uh, all the best analysts they're in the NFL. Romo, I like Collinsworth because he nails it. Whether you like his voice or his delivery or not, Collinsworth n- nails the information. That's what I'm telling you from a football standpoint, a football XO Here's what actually happened. Collinsworth nails it. He's not wrong. Yeah, you may not like his delivery and stuff. Romo nails it, and he's fun. And it's kind of easy for him. Um, It's not Aikman anymore. Yeah. I think Monday night. I really like Greasy. You know, and Greasy, it's not his whole... The ball is not completely in his um, court, but uh, I like Greasy. He nails it, too. In terms of the information, he nails the information. But Sean Payton would be fantastic. I mean, he might be 
the number one analyst like the day he steps in there. These TV people know that. That's what I think. Okay, anyway, it says um, <clears throat> 58 years old, three years, not two, three years remaining on his deal with the Saints after he signed an extension last, uh, well, two years ago, 2019. So the Saints would maintain his rights if he decides to return to coaching and could require compensation if he wants to coach for another team, and I'm sure they would, especially the position they are in. In the meantime, here's uh, where it gets not fun to read or hear if you're a Saints fan, because it's true. In the meantime, the Saints will enter a new era after quarterback Drew Brees also retired before uh, before the 2021 season. Defensive coordinator Dennis Allen and offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael Jr. could be considered among potential replacements for Peyton. Won the 2009 Super Bowl. According to the Elias Sports Bureau, Peyton and the Saints ranked first in NFL history in both points scored and yards gained among all-time coach-team combos within at least five seasons together. It wasn't just that we liked him. (laughs) It was that they were historically good on offense consistently. We'll talk Mississippi State at Kentucky basketball coming up next. We'll go live to Lexington. Stick around. Who's not bald? He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's a Matt Wyatt show. All right, here we go. A few more minutes left with you here on this. What is today? Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday. Because we have midweek basketball uh, going on. There are three games around the SEC tonight, and then you have uh, a bunch of other games tomorrow night. So Tuesday, Wednesday, midweek. Tonight, the first SEC basketball game will be 5.30 tip in Athens, Georgia. Alabama on the road at Georgia. Georgia really struggling at 5-14. and 14. They're 0-6, and Bama favorite, big old favorite on the road. Then at 7.30 on the SEC Network, the number one team in the country, the Auburn Tigers, go to Missouri. Missouri, two games below 500. Auburn at 18-1. And then a national broadcast tonight on ESPN, if you want to watch it, at 8 o'clock Central, Nine Eastern tip. How about that? With 12th-ranked Kentucky and Lexington hosting your Mississippi State Bulldogs. And the man who you should listen to his call on the radio with Coach Richard Williams is Neil Price. And he's on your radio right now. Bulldogs trying to get another win, and they just won this weekend. It's a tough task on the road in Lexington. Joining us live from Lexington at the Team Hotel, Neil Price, the voice of the dogs. Hey, Neil, what's it like up there? Cold? Yeah, a little cool, but, you know, good news is we play inside, so it's not that big a deal. <laughs> it doesn't matter, no. does it? That's right. So, um, no. Kentucky coming off that loss on Saturday at Auburn, which was a heck of a ball game, in fact. And I don't I don't know if you got a chance to, to watch that because it was a game day for you, but I tell you, Neil, that was, that was a, a heck of a matchup between those two teams Saturday. Well, that's two teams that've got a lot of talent, you know. And anytime you're dealing with a lot of talent, you know, you, you're going to have that kind of thing. So, uh, but you know, 
Um, I think that's what you're you're looking at is you got to do. Um, you know, that's what you're looking at is you got to find a way to compete with talent, and you're going to play a supremely talented team tonight. Yeah, hey, and one of those guys that you talk about has kind of been their leader, Ty Ty Washington, the guard for Kentucky. It's not like they don't have other players. It's not like they can't win without him. But he has been a major part of their team. And and am I right, Neil? He's not supposed to play tonight, huh? Well, I don't think we've heard anything up here yet that officially he's not going to play. Mm. But I think they were leaning toward that a little bit earlier today. So we'll have to see, you know. But I think that they are uh, they're, they are talented enough. They can absorb that. And, you know, yeah. and then you've got a uh, – you've got, you know, another guard in Wheeler behind him you know, that those guys have kind of been interchangeable. You know, both sure. of them are, I think, top 10 in assist-to-turnover ratio in the league. So, you know, you've got you, – they've got they've got a, the ability to absorb that. But, you know, they lose a score. You know, mm-hmm. so that's the thing. If you're if you're state, you got to take advantage of it. you got to find a way to, you know, make sure that that hurts them a little bit. You don't let some other, some other guy get hot offensively. Neil Price, he's the play-by-play voice on the radio for Mississippi State men's basketball game tonight. In Lexington, Kentucky, 12th ranked Wildcats coming off a loss. They'll be at home in Rupp. State coming in there off a win. State's going to have their hands completely full. We know that. State, also, Neil, are they officially without Tolu Smith? And, and like, what's yeah. the prognosis there? Well, you know, the good news is no injury is, is good, okay? You yeah. know, but the, the thing that's kind of the silver lining in this is that. When we saw Tolu fall down in that game this past Saturday, it looked like it was the worst case. And then he gets his MRI done, and the team put a statement out, I think, Sunday night that basically said um, he's going to, you know, he's going to be out for a little while with, with, uh, I guess it's not a hyperextension. He basically dislocated his patella, is what I think happened, mm. and uh, popped right back in. Luckily, uh, but obviously, there's going to be some time needs, you know, some healing. Some edema that's got to get out of there. Not yeah. to get too medical, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know. So, so I think best case. You know, Coach Allen said yesterday in the press conference, best case probably three weeks, worst case four to five. But, but you know, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed and see. He's a tough guy. I know he's jumping at the bit to play, and he has had an incredible run of bad luck. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I've ever been around anybody in, in 20 years doing this that has had as much bad luck in one year as Tolu has had with regard to injury and everything else. So hopefully it is best case, and it's three weeks, and he's back out there and ready to go for a stretch run. Sure. I know you're up there with uh, your radio partner, Coach Richard Williams, uh, who will be on the call with you for this game. As you've talked with Coach Williams, what is his – analysis of what state's got to have happen in order to hang around and maybe have a chance in this game at Rupp Arena tonight? They're going to have to keep um, they're going to have to keep Kentucky out of transition and yeah. they've got five guys that are going to absolutely take off like they're shot out of a gun uh, you know make or miss trying to beat you down the floor mm. so that's one and you know and this is easier said than done you know you got to find a way to keep sheep way off the offensive glass yeah. I mean, this guy is a monster, and he goes to the glass with reckless abandon. So those are the two biggest things. And then after that, you know, you, you got to make some shots on offense. You know, when you, that's not always been the strong suit for State, especially outside. they got to find a way. If they get open looks tonight, they got to hit them. You know, that's part yeah. of winning on the road. So yeah. those three things are, are at the top of the list for sure. So when you get a shot, it needs to go in. That, 
And that's Molinar, isn't it? I mean, State's a threat offensively when Molinar's having a good night. It, it just kind of revolves around him, doesn't it? it? Well, he's a big piece of it. And it's not just his shot making. It's that he, he sets up the other guys. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the other thing. I mean, his assist numbers have been really good. I think that's maybe where he's grown the most uh, since he's been here. You know, he's moved to that point guard position, and he's really learning how to be a facilitator. But they need him to score, no question about that. And without Tolu Smith, you know, I think D.J. Jeffries, a guy who, who verbally committed here, I think D.J.'s got to step up tonight. They need him to play well at the offensive end, make some shots, and Garrison's going to have to be big for him, too. He's going to be against Sheboy probably most of the night, and it's going to be tough, but he's got to find a way to score. And, and I think my opinion, Matt, I, and, and I don't know much about it. I mean, you talked to me long enough to know that. Garrison made a lot of mid-range jump shots in that game against Ole Miss. He kind of lived there. Now, he's playing at the four a lot in that game. But if he can knock down some of those 15, 16-foot shots tonight and he can pull Sheboy away from the basket and you don't have that rim protector there because Kentucky won't play a lot of man, maybe you can get something going where guys back cut or you can you can work something out where you get some looks, you know, and, and maybe that helps too. Sure. When it comes to, okay, Neil, being, and we're just speculating here, you know, when it comes to being down a player in Tolu Smith, playing a team that can run the floor like their hair is on fire, what kind of pressure does that put on State, too, to be really smart about, you know, not getting in foul trouble? You know, the ticky-tack, it's a it's a three-on-two, it's a two-on-one, and I reach out and hit a guy's arm and I get a cheap foul, you know, like, wouldn't you think that, too, is a big part of the game and a coaching point for Ben Howland? Oh, yeah, but that's a coaching point for him every game. You know, if you watch practice at all, one of the things Coach Howland always talks about is we got to play defense without fouling. And when you're down a player, you know, a guy who's in your regular rotation, sure, you've got to do that. Now, you know, he said the other day, too, we're used to this. We're not happy about it, but, I mean, Coley's played mm. eight games, okay? Mm. You know, so, I mean, they're used to having to step up and play different roles and, Everybody, I think, understands the importance. But when you're playing a team that's got that can match you with depth, like UK can, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to absolutely be much more in tune and to, to that going on and making sure you keep guys on the floor. You know, Neil, I'm hearing something you said. You you were talking about you need scoring out of DJ Jeffries, and he's coming off a you know double figures um, in his start on Saturday. You talked about Garrison Brooks. Well. You know, I think about the term we hear about these great NFL coaches or sometimes great teams when they have great players that they, make the other team play left-handed. You know, in other words, it's like a, a Calipari's got all these athletes and these weapons and he can go, look, don't let Molinar beat you and don't let Moore beat you. Make the scoring come from somewhere else. Yeah, and his team is amphibious. It can do it with two hands. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, so, so yeah, that, that that's the luxury they have. but. Right. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, it's not going to be different than any other team that State's played this year. Their scouting report is going to be geared heavily toward Iverson Molinar and trying to slow him down because he is a guy who impacts the game in so many different ways. And, again, that's why I think you got to look for others to step up and help. Somebody's got to be – somebody like DJ has got to step up and have a big game, take a little bit of pressure off Iverson who can operate do a little bit more garrison, you know, um, it could be somebody off the bench, you know. I mean, who knows? Cameron Matthews, you know, he didn't play a ton against these guys in the two games last year. But Cam plays very well, you know, and this is kind of the game getting up down the floor where I think he could, he could excel. So you just need somebody to step up and take the heat off of him where you don't have one hand tied behind his back. Sure. 
Hey, Neil, it's great to hear your voice. We're going to be listening to your voice tonight, although it's going to be late. I mean, get you a nap in. Yeah, you get talk- the coffee on. Golly, a nine Eastern tip. We don't get too many of those, but. It's called television. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's called. Well, we yeah. uh, be looking forward to listening to you and uh, Coach Williams on the call, man. I appreciate you. Hey, man, thank you. Good talking to you. Yep, you too. That's Neil Price. Uh, he'll be on the radio tonight, as we said. So they'll do a 30-minute pregame. So that's 8 o'clock Central time ki- uh, tip-off. I almost said kickoff. 8 Central tip. So the pregame here, if you hear my voice, you'll be hearing their pregame at 7.30 Central tonight, and they'll tip it at 8. So if you like it, if you like me and you go to bed early and wake up early, it's tough. It's a challenge. It's a midweek challenge here. Figure out some way to stay awake. My technique is I just stand up. When I get sleepy like that, I don't sit down. I just stand up in front of the TV. It's hard to fall asleep when you're standing up. (laughs) But I promise you this. If Kentucky runs out there 15, 20 points, it'd be hard to stay standing in front of that TV. I really hope it's a competitive game. I'd love it if State could pull off the upset. All right. That's it for today. Fun show. Head breaking news. Everything else. We'll talk some. We might have a time tomorrow to look back at some Sean Payton Saints memories just for fun, as they say. For Bill, I'm Matt. Everybody here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. We'll see you tomorrow. See you.